Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Yes. The juice. We're good. Uh, yeah, we're good. All right. Are we ready? Good evening, Matt. Good Podcast e- number eight. Number eight. Live up. from Westbrook, Maine. Studio 308. Studio 308. We are. We passed our first very tiny milestone of over 500 listeners. Thank you to everybody tuning in, sharing, putting up reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. We do. And remember, folks, uh, every podcast is now available off the website. Dyna-Max.com and it is a brand new website with a retail shop on it. Yep, Brian Harris did a very good job putting that website together. He can uh, help you with some web gains if you need assistance in that. He specializes in web, digital marketing, strategy, and development. He's right out of Buxton, Maine. Um, you can find him at BoldUniverse.com. Brian and his son Theo are members of Dynamax. They're members here. They'll be spotting and loading on Saturday. Which we appreciate because that is a tough job. Yeah, no fun. <laughs> so, uh, also his specialty at the moment, he, he's made this his specialty is the small business. His his real specialty is big business. He's I think we mentioned he's done websites for uh, businesses like Sony and Triumph Motorcycles, but right now he wants to help businesses like this. Help that, the little guys. That's what he wants to do. So, don't don't. Uh, uh, I don't. I can't coach any prices, but if you need help like this, get a hold of him. You actually mentioned to give his number if you want, uh, Matt. Absolutely, yeah. So Brian Harris again. Uh, it's BoldUniverse.com. You can send him an email at Brian at BoldUniverse.com is his email, or you can reach him directly by dialing seven eight one eight eight three five three three five. You can see his work; it's fantastic. It's very by good. Looking at our website, he's really revamped it. Yeah. He took some great photos, and you could, t- you could tell that he can, you know, take a little and turn it into something big. Well, what I didn't know is he's a marketing specialist too. He knows so, how to right. So he's been a big help with that. Knows how to make something uh, a little more valuable, shine it up a bit, if you will. Correct. So anybody in the in the anybody even thinking about doing some web new web work or starting a page, I think you at least owe him a call. Because he's been so helpful to us. Yeah, absolutely. That's Brian's shout out. Now, uh, the meet. It's less than 72 hours away. It's getting ready. All right. So Things everybody's training is pretty well done. You should stay loose, I guess. Do what you do the last three days, whatever it is. Uh, Weigh-ins on Friday. Friday, two times. 8.30 to 11, 4 to 5.30. If you need something in between that, you know what to do. Just give me a call. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. And at the weigh-in is where, you, if you haven't signed up yet, can you sign up during you at can. the weigh-in? You can. I was going to say, we'll take it, we still have a couple of spots left if you want to be in this meet. And it's going to be a good meet. So uh, you can still get in if you want. Yeah, That's and so not when, a problem. So sign-up forms are here. You can find sign-up forms on the website if you want to fill it up ahead, fill it out ahead of time. Fill it out, bring it in, or come on in and get one. Uh, we'd, we'd be glad to take a couple more entries. If that's something you couldn't make up your mind. Uh, do it because we're going to be here and uh, what I wanted to mention was there's going to be some great lifting of course but there's going to be a couple of big benches I think in the 6, 650 possibly 700 range so if you're not competing and you like powerlifting come by and watch some great benching watch, watch some great lifting but if you're into benching 
uh, I think a couple of guys are going to be up in that area. And if you're just plain old powerlifting fan, uh, Donna Alamanosa. If you want to Google her, Google her, because she's an IPF world champ. And she's been in a few of our meets, but she's making a comeback to our meet this week. She's been in a lot of our meets, but I haven't seen her in a while. Anyway, she'll be here. She is 95 pounds. I have seen her pull 300 plus a couple of times. Uh, I don't know what she has planned for this weekend. Uh, and her husband will be here too. They met at a world championship, which I thought was they interesting. Met, they met at they a powerlifting meet. They met at Czechoslovakia wow. at a world championship. So he's lifting too. I don't know where his numbers are at anymore. I don't know where her numbers are at, but I expect something big out of her. That's the fun, right? She always does, yeah. She's, uh, I think, I'm just going to take a guess, around 65 now. And I don't doubt that she might attempt a 300-pound deadlift, but I don't know. So that's so over triple body weight and 65-year-old yes. woman out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, I and believe. A grandmother out of out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and her husband. They'll I hope we got her. that right. Yeah. If not, Donna, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. But we're glad you're coming back, and we're glad your husband's coming back. Uh, we like having you lifting at our meets. So uh, welcome back. It's always nice having a little bit of a uh, celebrity lifter, whether, you yeah. know, we don't have any Eric Lilly Bridges or Larry Wheels, but uh, we got our own local our own. celebrities. and We got that beat anyway. Exactly. So that'll be that'll be a great time on Saturday. I, I will be lifting on Saturday. Yeah. I've made some uh, some changes to my bench. I bombed out my last meet. So I've been making some changes. I've been calibrating my bench a little bit. I'm hoping for a good bench and a good pull too. I've been uh, I kind of put everything on the back burner since I bombed out on bench, so I've put a lot of attention to my bench. Matt's gonna turn the volume up each attempt this time. Oh yeah, instead it's, of trying to come out of the gate like gangbusters. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I, I learned my lesson. You know, I'm still a rookie in the sport, and I uh, you you take your failures for lessons learned, and that's what I did, and I'm ready to uh, ready to compete on Saturday. You're gonna do great. I I, I saw what you're doing, so. Uh, you're going to be fine. Just remember what we talked about. This will help anybody. You don't treat your f- opening attempt like your third attempt because you're for a couple of reasons. You're going to need your energy. You're going to need your mental approach. So turn the volume up a little bit each time. If you set up with a big arch, maybe a little less arch on the opener, a little more arch on second, and then save everything you need for your third. I, I thought the analogy that you gave with uh, shirted benching was really good when we were working on my bench. where Before I started with a very severe arch if you will he's got I, a great arch folks if you're if you're that type of bencher i would i could get my probably wrenching my feet probably to about where my shoulders are but of course the downside of this is driving my heels down becomes more difficult uh, i got poor uh, my ankle mobility has gotten worse over the years working in an office squatting heavy and uh, when i'm in a big arch i have the tendency to push myself up instead of back you want to push yourself towards the wall, not up towards the sky. So the analogy that you gave, which I thought was really good, was you know, on your first attempt, if you were a geared lifter, on your first attempt, you might you just throw the shirt on and you hit it. The second attempt, you tighten it up a little bit. Third attempt, that's where you go all out, whatever gangster. it takes. Gangster the be- gangster the shirt. I love that expression. We gangster it. So you're going to gangster your arch on your. That's right. But you know everything's relative. So right. if you're thinking about geared or raw it's, it's all relative you're just gonna you're gonna adjust by virtue of your arch your foot placement uh, probably how you how high you get up on your traps and you're gonna go attempt by attempt with that exactly. am i right that's right okay and the other thing i wanted to mention to you 
and I guess anybody that's interested, I heard you talking a lot about foot drive. Yes. So that's not a written law in, of good bench pressing to, that, you oh, need, yeah. that you need leg drive. I, I have very little. And, you know, maybe that's held me back over the years, but I get very little leg drive. I don't know, just because of, I guess, some physical limitations, flexibility-wise, maybe. Just the way that you're but, built? Yeah. So I try to get as much of my upper body as tight as I can get it. I try to get my hips as close to my shoulder blades as I can, but I don't get a lot of leg drive. Maybe I'll start working on that, but I've tried and tried. So just keep that in mind. Don't make any changes now. Oh, yeah. No too late for changes no, at this point. But just something to think about. I heard you mentioning leg drive a lot. Yeah. So maybe you're not a leg drive guy. You know, we don't know. I'm not right. saying that. No, I, th- I think it's, a, I mean, I've addressed that I have a, uh, a weak, the bench is my weakest link. Yes. And so it's something that, and I like that it's my weakest link because I have a very clear directive on what I need to work on. Well, it used to be the best one to be bad at because it was the lowest one third of your total. Right. But with the shirts and the gear, it didn't. It's that's changed. Right. It almost flopped well, between some, that well, and the deadlift. Right. Well, sometimes the, the people are are benching more than they deadlift. I see that a lot. It, you see that a lot in multiply. It seems more more so. But even single ply. I mean, I think yeah. Blaine Sumner is, who's you know the IPF single ply, top of the top at this yeah. point. He's benching in the 900s, and I don't think he's deadlifting in the 900s. I mean, yeah, there aren't a lot of 900 pullers walking around the earth. No. So. So it used to be the best one to, if you're going to be weak at, weaker at. Right. You but build the total with the yeah, other ones and yeah, you trim it, it off with the bench. Yeah, it be the lowest piece of that, that three, three pieces of that pie. Mm-hmm. But that changed a little bit. But I think raw is probably remains that way. It remains about the same. Obvious, yeah, obviously most of the guys who are putting up really big numbers, 70, uh, I don't know, 70% of it comes from the squat and bench and the, then, you mean the total yeah and the yeah. last comes from the whatever you get out of the bench. on the raw side exactly yes yeah but it you know the, the shirts and stuff have changed things a little bit yeah but still even no matter how you cut cut it there aren't a lot of 900 de- uh, deadlifts around no so last week we were we had the pleasure of uh, working with or talking with melinda hurt dr hurt correct i apologize for spelling doctor wrong on the soundcloud i'm not good at spelling if you see those things let me know. I'll get a change. I think I got a change. I hope I did. I had a question, though. How did anybody know if on a podcast how you spelled it? Because on the title of the podcast was called Dr. Hurt. Gotcha. And I spelled it with an E. Gotcha. And I knew the whole time I should have just put DR. Okay. And I screwed up. I was puzzled by the whole thing. <laughs> I uh, Spelling is my... I'm not good at it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, at least now I know that. But. Yeah. So watch out for that. If you guys catch anything like that, send me an email. Send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. It won't offend me, and I will change it quickly. And next week, we have the pleasure of speaking with another extremely strong physical therapist based right out of here in Maine. Chiropractor. Chiropractor. I'm sorry. His name is Travis Dyer. He is the power doc on Instagram. He's a 700-pound squatter, a 400-pound bencher, and I know he's working on a 700-pound deadlift. I'm really looking forward to talking with him next week. So this week, we are going to bring you, we're bringing back the exercise of the week. We want to we give you, the listener, some stimulus for your next workout. Okay, so I got, I think we did a lower body last time. I think we did too, because I think we did the concentric good mornings the last time, which is two times ago. Because yes. last time I don't think we did. one. We didn't do one last so time. So I've got an upper body one. For okay. Us. I didn't. I didn't name it. I think I stole the name, and I didn't make it up. But I found it somewhere. Called the shoulder shocker. Shoulder shocker. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one to 
uh, finish maybe your bench day. It's a good one to come in on uh, on an extra day. Uh, at any rate, it's got two parts. I'll give. We'll do part A tonight. Part A, part A consists of plate raises. Yep. You know those. Oh yeah. So ten plate raises. Set the set the plate down. Have a pair of dumbbells ready. Uh, ten lateral raises. Side raise. Yep. Yep. But when I say lateral, I don't mean completely lateral. Little I elbow bend. I call them a hybrid. Not well. I call them a hybrid because they're not lateral. They're right about here. So they're oh, not okay. a front raise either. So it's halfway between a lateral raise yeah, and a front raise. Yeah. So we'll call them a raise. hybrid. Ten of those. Set them down if you want to go heavier. Just keep them. And then the third piece. This is ten reps each, by the way, everybody. The third piece is shrug, raise, press. Shrug, raise, press. Ten of those. Take a break. If you get through two sets, you're doing well. If you feel good, do a third round of those. But we call it a shoulder shocker, and it will blow your shoulders up, and it will not hurt them. Get a bunch of blood in there. Actually, I think the guy that I was talking to or found him uh, was um, using those as a shoulder protector. Uh, because some shoulder moves, let's face it, aren't that great. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, we work heavy bench. We work heavy right. squats, and that puts a lot of stress in the shoulders. Particularly front delt. I think we talked about that. So uh, even though there's a front plate raise here, you're, it's a closed chain. Your hands are connected to one piece. So um, I would recommend two rounds through that. If you feel good, you'll do a third. If you, if you do a third, that's 90 reps because nothing's over 10 in that set. Right, so okay. it should be, you're basically doing uh, a superset, if you will, of 30. three movements. Yes. Three sets of 10, three yep. front raise, three of the quasi front raise. Three plate three raise, three medium, la I call them medium lateral raise, and three shrug raise presses. Set it down, take a minute, take two minutes, go through it again. If you feel good, do a third round. So, Maddie, as a you know 500-pound bencher, what kind of weights are you using with this? I, well, I do it two ways. I put a 25-pound plate, a 35, and a 45. And I each set I go on the plates on the plates. Yeah, yep. And I don't use anything more than twenty pounds on the dumbbells. Dumb okay. Mostly I I have people use tens and twelves, and I might use even fifteen. You don't it, believe me? By the sixtieth rep, you're dying. You're doing fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, this isn't for ego building. Feels like your head's yeah. gonna shoot off here. Yeah. Or, or if you're neck. if you want to just remain with one plate, just cho choose which one. If it's a forty-five, the uh, excuse me, forty-five or thirty-five or twenty-five. Should be fine. I remember back in the day, I used to do something called angel wings, which is a similar thing where you did, I think it was 12 front raises, 12 side raises, and 12 shoulder presses, and you did that three times without setting it down. What's the angel wing? That was just the name, kind of like how you had the shoulder oh, shocker. Okay. It, was okay. the, it was just what we yep. deemed this superset. Yep. And that, whatever you want to call it, doing those light shoulder movements with a dumbbell added one a lot of good size yes. to my shoulders made them look nice and it protected the hell out of my bed when i'm benching that's the that's the source of this of how i got this shoulder protection yes that's the that's the real benefit you know who as power lifters we really don't care what we look like we don't care about our physique sure it's great when we're at the beach but what we care about is that we can come to the gym and continue to lift not so get hurt. exactly perfect now, I just wanted to point out one thing. Those, the plate raise and the lateral raise are only to parallel. Only to parallel. None of this stuff. Nothing up, nothing. Nope. Make contact with the front of your thighs on both of them. Plate comes down. So let the, let the, let the bottom of the plate hit your thighs and then raise your arms up. Are your elbows locked when you do the plate they're raise? They're not locked, but they're, they're not, you know, it's a no. three or four degree bend. Sure. 
just almost Con- just just bent right enough there. to not be locked. Contact and go. Same with the dumbbell. We'll bring them down into into the midline of your body. Yep. Raise it again. So bring it down be- between your legs and kind of raise it up at a yep. forty-five degree angle, so that each of you, your arm is making a forty-five degree angle. Just with about your torso. forty-five at the ribs, maybe call it forty-five degrees right. right here. And when you say uh, being parallel, you mean your arms being parallel with the ground, the floor. Sorry, with the floor, not um, not raising it up beyond there. A good rule of thumb that I use a lot of times is I look through the hole. Of the, of, that, plate. of the plate. Yeah. Good call. I just, you know, once you see that, you keep, when you're keeping your neck steady and you're not looking down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good yeah. sign to know that you're doing it right. I'm getting a text here from uh, Brian, so I want to see what he says. The, oh, okay. the uh, web guy. The web guy is live. He's joining us live and he doesn't even know it. What's up, Brian? Uh, no, Brian didn't have a question regarding this. I thought maybe we made a mistake, but. He's okay. All right, we're good. Never mind, Brian. <laughs> till next time. Till ne- till tomorrow. Yes. Um, so I also want to throw this out here. So we had uh, two episodes ago. We had Emily Steezy on the podcast. Correct. Kind of the glute master of uh, Dynamax. And you guys talked. This is my own version of the exercise of the week, by the way. Um, you guys talked about a specific piece of equipment called the hip thruster. Correct. Since then, guess what? We have a hip thruster. You made it happen. We did. That's all it took. We made it happen. Um, I am shooting from the hip here, and but she I ma- she helped make it happen too. So. Yeah, you guys split it fifty-fifty, which is yeah. awesome. That's the type of gym this place is, where a member and an owner split a piece of equipment because they want it. They recognize that it'll help members. You recognize that it'll help members. Emily recognizes that it's something that she's wanted for a long time, and um, I'm shooting from the hip when I say this, but I have got to imagine that this is the only gym in Maine that's got one of those. I, it's, I think, um, I'm thinking that she knew that by virtue of the... Brett Contreras. Not only him, but the, the manufacturer, I think, might have had something to... Some sort of data that said where they are. And never but shipped any. I think it was the closest one. The next one was in Massachusetts. Okay. I, I thought I heard something like that. So, only gym in... Northern New England, with the exception of Massachusetts, that has this piece of equipment. This is an excellent piece of equipment for strengthening your glutes, obviously. It's the hip thruster. And, yeah. And if I'm intended, I'll shoot from the hip, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next one is Connecticut. I thought. Yeah. No, really, no pun intended. I didn't even think of that when you said that. <laughs> oh, that's good. So this thing's really cool, where you can use... It's designed to use a barbell, a dumbbell, or bands. So at, having the ability to use bands is really interesting. Or a plate. Or, or just a plate. Or it's, it's a very, I mean, this whole, when, when it's in use, this whole piece of equipment takes up half of the space of a utility bench. We have it pushed up against the wall right it's now. Flat you, against the wall. You bring it right out no when space. you need it. Um, I would not be the person to ask on the specifics on how to use it. I would have to defer to Miss Emily Steezy. She would be the best She's person the expert. to talk to. So if you're in Maine, you're looking to make some booty gains, you're looking to strength. I mean, this is something. Hip thrusters are used by the NFL. Hip thrusters are. Well, it's not something that you're going to see a lot of times at your Globo gym or your commercial gym. But this is a very beneficial exercise. And by having the correct machine to do it and not having to make sacrifices in the way you do the movement will help you tremendously. So come to Dynamax, check out that piece of equipment. And I'm not somebody whose thinking is you need machines and machines machines my thinking is you know there's a few you need but i'm all for this 
this machine. It, it, it hits a niche. It's a don't it's you a, think? Yeah, but it's also it's very legitimate. Yeah, it does what it does what it says it does. Yeah, and I don't know if you know you can deadlift on it. I was just gonna say you could do conventional. You could do conventional, conventional deadlifts against bands, which adds additional deadlift capacity to the gym. Yes. Um, so I, I when, as I was looking at it today, today was the first time that I actually saw it in person. I'm looking at it, and that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, I didn't. I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Have you used it? I have not used it, but I've been run through it a few times. Okay, so. Again, I think I could set somebody up on a company. Th- yeah, I'd rather that, have her here. But. I mean, that's the beauty of it's a machine. It's it's a quote machine. While there, you know, it's not a plate loaded machine. It doesn't have a pin adjustment machine, but it's something that makes the exercise much more intuitive and simple to the user. Which Correct. is really the you know think about is a preacher curl a machine? Well, kind of because it's helping you curl correctly. This is going to help you hip thrust correctly. Correct. And while curls get the girls. Hip thrusts are probably going to benefit you more in the powerlifting than, uh, you know, max effort, easy curl bar. Correct. The curls the, are going to... Arnold presses. That's right. Things like that. That's right. So that's a little bonus uh, to workouts, exercises of the week for you, the listener. So, Maddie, um, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you. We're, we're going we're gonna to step back from the gym a little bit. All right. And I wanted to talk to you kind of about social aspects. Okay. You, uh, Chris LaJoy, yes. 700 pound bencher, uh, 675. 675. Yep. He's a, he, I mean, this guy is a hell of a bencher. If you've Let's ever put seen it this way, he was doing 675 when country wasn't cool. I mean, he was doing that in the 90s. Yeah. All right. Nobody right. was doing that then. I mean, this guy's triceps. I mean, are, there was a few guys doing that. Right. In but the 90s. he was one of them. He was one of them. They're, you know, it's now everybody's doing it, but nobody was doing that then. Exactly. Yeah. So, something to think about. I mean, Crystal Joy is. Uh, I mean, he just posted a video of him doing four hundred five plus a hundred pounds of chains raw from the floor on a floor press. His triceps are too big to fit in the largest slingshot. <laughs> think about that. He's lifting Saturday. He's lifting Saturday. So why? I mean, if you, even if you, are just your good old gym bro who appreciates a heavy lift, would you watch somebody put? Seven plates on the bar, the equivalent of seven forty-five pound plates on each side. You don't see that in many other places. Uh-huh. It 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 truly, it truly is a spectacle. But um, this gentleman, he celebrated his birthday recently. That's right. Um, I have no idea how old he is. I think he was turned fifty-three. Surprise birthday party. Are you kidding me? Fifty-three. Yeah. Uh, that's what she I said. I thought he was forty-something. No. Wow. Well, anyways, you were there. I was there. How was it? I had a good time. You had a good time. Yeah, I saw some great pictures. I was really, I was bummed that I didn't make it. I was out in. Uh, uh, you were camping. I was camping, yeah. which was a great time too. But I saw all the photos, and yeah. I had, I had FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Oh yeah, <laughs> it looked like a really good time. It was a good time. Um, and what, where I'm going with this is, so Chris is, to the core, a gym guy. Yep. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. I you 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 and Chris seem to be really good buddies. Yep. So kind of what I wanted to talk about. So you, I mean, when you're at this party, you know, I, I hope, I'm sure that you're talking about lifting a little bit, yep. but most of the conversation is about other stuff, right? You're talking about, oh, last year we did this. Oh, yep. give me another beer, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about the importance of your gym click. Okay. And the fact that you're going to Chris's 53rd birthday party. You're not just giving him a handoff. That's a good. That's a good. You give it. You you 
and you know you and Chris and Connor his son who is an absolute savage lifter as well um, we all, we all have something going here you know we have a that's a good that's a good point, it, it's, it's an interesting relationship yeah, and you know, so I saw that Slav was there, who will be putting up a hell, a cr- some crazy numbers at a two twenty geared lifter, yeah. and maybe a dead too. Scott was there. Scott, Scott Blanchard, twenty two hundred plus total. Yep, nine hundred pound squatter. Ryan, Ryan. was there, four hundred something pounds. I think he just said that he benched four forty in the gym. That's yeah. two hundred kilos, yeah. raw, drug free, yeah. as legit as it gets. So I guess I just wanted to talk to you about the importance of you know gym clicks and. You've been lifted for a long time. You've obviously had friends come and go. And just, you know, to you, how important is it to have friends that lift and that you're lifting friends, the people that you lift with are your friends? It's, well, it, it's very important because, you, and you are probably starting to feel this. I some am. Of your friends, just, just barely. Some of your friends can't relate. Yes. Am I right? Oh, totally. The okay. friends who don't lift, they don't get it. They just don't get it. They right. don't get that you're going to have a protein drink and toast and an egg on Saturday morning because you weren't out all night. Exactly. And you're going to go train. Right. Some get it, some don't. Some don't care. They're still going to be your friend. Right. And others are going to leave you behind or you may want to leave them behind for whatever reason. I don't know. Because I've, I've had a few, I've had some of that too over the years. It's just, are these people I'm going to be around anymore? Mm, I guess not. Uh, you Well, it's weird because so, you know, I'm 26 years old. I graduated from college not too long ago. You kind of have a social group that you're inherently associated with and at some point you and then you know you start coming to the gym all so you've got so let me back up you've got your social clique that you're inherently associated with these are the your drinking buddies right yeah. these are the guys you go to the barbecues yeah you help them move yeah uh you know if they break up with their girlfriend you go out for drinks with them and those people are important to have their knees are all scraped you clean them up <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a Kleenex. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you right, right, wipe the snot off their yeah, nose, exactly, and yeah. you uh, pat them on the shoulder and yeah. tell them everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. And then you got your gym buddies. Yeah. You tell them to stop being a goddamn wimp when it's set six out of twelve, and these are the guys that you say, I don't care if you're hungry, pick up that goddamn bar. Yeah, we're gonna finish put this. Your, put your goddamn cell phone down and get under that. Get your head in that safety squat bar. It's time to go. That's why we're here. Yes, exactly. Like, and that as a gym person, you you guarantee have these two clicks of friends, right? Absolutely. I mean, I yep. told me, I told, I mean, you know, as a older gentleman who has been involved in the gym so long, I imagine that you know, at my point in my life, most of my friends are still in like the college drinking buddy circle if you yeah, will what you'll and the Venn diagram of my lifting buddies does not really contact with that at all they don't contact the other group exactly okay and what you find if, is if you keep doing this I think you'll find you'll, you'll keep your, your friends that don't that aren't into this the ones you keep will really respect you yes they'll just say oh I understand yeah you have to make this work out you can't you can't join us tonight or we'll change that night they're the ones that respect you uh, or will end up respecting you. They like what you do. It's not for them. You'll get a bunch of them. The others will be gone with the, you know, they're just, they won't be around. They, they can't relate to it, so they're not going to be around you or it. There's a while. And then you'll have your gym friends, okay? And uh, they'll, be, they'll both be a very strong group. And the, the real good ones, you, you will be able to mix. 
Right. That's, they really that's where the Venn diagram will cross. Right. and Because they, they really respect what you're doing and what your friends are doing. Right. So I think you'll see that happen as this evolves as long as you stay with us. Now, you get the group. <laughs> this group you don't want anything to do with, too. Not so much in this gym. Oh, yeah. So that's something that I didn't you know, even think of. Because, you know, you've got there's that group where, you know, there's a couple of know-it-alls in it that know everything about lifting. And you don't want to listen to that either. Or they just create a horrible environment. It, well, it sucks the energy out of everything. Yes. And it sucks the, it sucks the fun out of everything because mm-hmm. they know everything. I mean, there was a guy here for a while. Just telling, he was telling everybody how everything went, and, uh, how it's going to go, and what lifts were good, and how to lift. And so, I finally one day I just said, well, "What's that like?" And he said, "What's what like?" I said, "What's it like to know everything?" <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of ended that. I was, yeah, just, probably pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> What's it like? I, I don't know. Yeah, the, I mean the know-it-alls. So that you'll separate from that, and yes. then like the group we had at the party. Right. It, it doesn't get any better. So, yeah, so exactly. The group that, that was at the party is really where the Venn diagram mixes. Correct. And just, I mean, the fact that, you know, if those were just pure party people, they're not going to give a shit about your weight lifting performance, your powerlifting performance. And if they're just powerlifting people, they don't care about your social aspect. So from where, you, as the listener, you may be thinking that what Maddie and I are saying right now is that your gym click is more important than your party friend click and that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is when those two meet when you have friends of yours that are they're friends you'll, you'll, you'll go out to brunch with them and I hate brunch <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's about as lame as it gets anyways you go out to brunch with them you, you, you'd be the you know you'd help them with their wedding you'd help them with that stuff mm-hmm. and you'll crank fucking knee wraps on them you'll train with them tighter than you could get them. You'll train with them. You'll yep. tell them to stop making excuses and get yep. under that goddamn mm-hmm. bar. Absolutely. That is extremely important as a long-term lifter. Am I right? It, it, that's how it goes. Right. And if you get, But if you get two of those in life, you're doing well. Yes. Right. So. Oh, two, two people. Two good mean. friends like that. Yeah. That, do, that do both. That are your friend like that and you train with. You'll be doing really well. And then you get another one more friend outside of that. You're, you're doing quite well. Yeah, so you can imagine that, you know, when you're, if you are inside of that Venn, you know, you, th- you think about a Venn diagram, right? Two big circles that intersect to a small sliver in between. Right. That small sliver is small. There's, it's very easy to slip out of that. Whether you start becoming, you know, maybe you stop, uh, maybe you stop wanting to hang out. You stop answering my phone call because all you want to do is, you're like, ah, oh, see you in the gym. Or conversely, you stop showing up at the gym because you know that I'll give you a call to hang out or that you can, just the fact that you know that you can give me a call, right? Yeah. Now, uh, we're, we're both gym people now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so, okay. so what I'm saying is, you know, if, if you are, if, if you're in the middle of the Venn diagram that I'm talking about right yep. now of a, you've got a gym person and a social friend. Correct. That mix in the middle. It's very easy to fall back into one of the larger circles that is only a gym person or only the social person. Right, and so you learn you, and that, that's where you learn. You know how you're going to operate your life because you, you've joined another world now. I don't know if you've. You, I you're, have you're, joined. You're, you're world. slowly stepping into another world. How far you go with it is up to you. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm in a. I joined another world a long time ago, 
but I kept I kept a couple of really good friends. They have and, you know nothing to do with this, right? But we're still we're the best of friends. Yeah. And, but but they just respect what I do. Right. And then I have a couple of friends in this world too. That so they that there's no explaining anything because they they're doing they, it too. They understand. They get it. They're doing the whole the whole same thing. And then every now and then when they mingle, it's not a problem. Because they share a mutual interest, which is you. Right. There you right. go. Um. So the reason why I bring this up, I've had a few key, key members of my group who will remain unnamed, kind of fizzle out, yep. for very different reasons. The lifting group, the lift, my yep, my yep. lifting group that I did not personally establish. It was almost handed down to me, and it fizzled way down, and I kind of grew it up again, and it's kind of fizzling out again. Yep. And I I've, I've lost two solid members. Okay, both of the both of these guys were definitely in the gym, the gym side. Yep. Who fizzled into the socializing side? Okay. Um, and I'm not going to name names, no, that's okay. but I just want to, stri- you know, stress the importance that, while to me, as you know, kind of the person providing the programming, and the structure for what they're doing at the gym, it bothers me. It bugs me a little bit. But they, these, the guys who are not showing up are the real people who are suffering. Well, they're the ones missing. They, exactly. They're the ones that are missing. And also, you can't blame... It's not you. You can't blame yourself. Oh, I'm not blaming myself at all. I think a lot of times, when you're talking about probably newcomers to the sport... Yes. A lot of times, they throw everything aside. You you need a couple other interests outside of this. You, you, you can't maintain this. You Exactly. And you can't try to fake it. You can't come in here... I already know when they are. I probably know who you're talking about. But you, when, as soon as somebody tells me how they love this and they're gonna this is going to take over their life, then I know we got an issue. Because it, it's just too much all at once. Right, because you're going to do one meet, and it'll go great. And you do a second meet, and you're going to get uh, three out of nine, and you're going to be upset. Yeah, and I understand their exuberance. I understand, exactly. But it, and I understand their frustration yeah, as well. But it's not sustainable. So maybe so now going forward, maybe you can tell people, you know, maybe when those guys come back, hopefully, you can say, you know, let's just ease our way back into this. Exactly, and this is not a sprint. This is this powerlifting is not a sport that you're going to get really good at really fast unless you are the genetic point oh oh one percent on the. You know, you think well, about the. I mean, you might, but your your total isn't going to go up every meet. Are you be totaling three thousand pounds? Right, and so how many three thousand pound totals do we have? Two, two, right. So this is not meant to uh, antagonize anyone who has not been coming to the gym for any reason. No, we, we, we miss you. What I'm really stressing is the importance of finding your click and thriving off that click. And sometimes you, I mean, what I try to do, I try to give to the click, right? I try to give some motivation. I try to get people fired up. But every now and then, I got to take that. I got to take that motivation from the click. I can't give it. Maybe I had a shitty day. Maybe I just found out that I made a $100,000 mistake at work. It happens. Yeah. It's, those are the days I got to take that from the group but most of the time I'm giving to the group so to the guys that aren't showing up feel free to come back and take from the group we are well we are ready to give plus that's a compliment to you if they're if they're looking at you and taking from you that's a compliment so and it, it, it I mean and having a powerlifting group is one of the most rewarding things that and again I hate to call myself a coach because I really don't think I have the experience to call myself a coach but as almost just an organizer, a pulling the pieces together, you know, 
I mean, if you're if feeling like the coach and you feel and you're feeling that they're looking to you, you should feel good about that. That's great. I do, That's and it, it makes me feel great. And I've gotten, you know, as a mechanical engineer, as a young mechanical engineer, I have designed million-dollar rooms. I'm talking a thousand dollars per square foot that operates. You know, and you know, I've taken a fifty percent efficient boiler plant and turned it into a ninety percent efficient boiler plant. And seeing one person put five pounds on their deadlift makes me feel better than that. It just, it just really gives back. To That's me. what happens when you step into this world. That's right, <laughs> absolutely right. So, as a uh, as a summary, if you if you do feel that like you know, maybe you're on one side of the Venn diagram from the other. And you want to get back to the middle, but you're maybe you feel embarrassed to take from the group. Don't, because everybody takes from the group, right? Everybody takes in their own way. Hopefully, they take in a healthy way. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, I mean, Maddie, you've been lifting for a very long time, and I know that you get a lot of people fired up in here. But there's got to be times where you you need the. It's like the group doesn't need you. You need the group. Uh-huh. You know, I'm yeah. sure that happens. Uh huh. Yeah. So and do you feel bad about that? Do you are you embarrassed? I'm not embarrassed. I just sometimes you know, I just got to get at it, and I don't have what they need. Right. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Nobody, right. I don't so, let them know that. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> I just I don't have it right then. But yeah, and exactly. And I'm sure as a training partner of yours that you can tell like all right, you know, a lot of times Maddie is giving us a lot of help. Today Maddie needs a little bit of help. It's the least that we can do. And right. They, they are they are helping me. They don't even know it. Right. Exactly. Just showing up. Correct. So. Show up and take from the group. Taking like from the group is better than not attributing anything from the group. Taking healthy from the group. Correct. Yep. Yes, exactly. So and you, what happens is, I don't know, you haven't noticed this yet either, but all of this is going to carry over into your job, into your at home. You watch. You'll, oh, absolutely. A lot of this will carry into your life, what you get done here, if, if you stick with this. You'll see it play out. You can't, you can't, I can't give it to you now because you haven't done it long enough but you'll right. see it play through that's a uh, it's a hell of a point um, you wait and see so and I know that a lot of people can get you know obviously with powerlifting you know we talked about you know you have a good first meet maybe the second meet sucks <laughs> that happened to me you know right now my bench isn't so hot you just think it isn't but yeah I, but I embrace that you know I like that I have that problem because I have something that I can focus on yeah, you're, you're, right now you're focused on the bench. Right. Before, you know, like for a long time, I did a Corey Gregory squat every day program. I wanted to be, because, you know, I, I just wanted to be really good at squatting. And I got really good at squatting. Yeah, you're And that squatting. carried away, that carried through to deadlifting. I got pretty damn good at deadlifting. You know, I'm not breaking any world records. I'm probably not even in the top 100. Well, but it's all relative. You're, 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 first of all, you're moving a lot more weight than anybody you know outside of here. Exactly. Guaranteed. Okay. I keep up. You don't with have one friend that can do what you do. Am I right? <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Other than the the I mean outside the gym here, dudes, you don't right. know anybody that can do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so just look at it like that. Right, but just you know, a lot of people will recognize that there's something wrong or they have a problem. They get discouraged about it. But what I'm telling you is, take that, take that, discourage. You know, instead of being discouraged, get fired up. Use it as kindling. Well, yeah, this, to that well, fire under when, your ass. This is, a, this is where it, all that type of thing carries. It, you know, with dieters, as soon as they hit a plateau, normally that's when the weight comes back. With with lifting, it, with they hit a plateau. That's uh, I can't do this anyway. That's when you find out who's going to do what. But it, 
and now that you've recognized that, you can help some of these guys. Exactly. So you can tell them how to get through that. Right. And, you know, on top of getting, what, what whether it's as specific as a bench plateau or just not wanting to show up to the gym, you know, I want to help people get through that one way, through what I've learned, through feeling, you know, after that last meet when I didn't, when I hit zero out of zero bench. Yeah. Well, you uh, didn't, or zero you made three. the benches. You're, you're, I, yeah, that's the thing. I pressed every single one of them. Yeah, None it, of them got so stuck you, on my yeah, chest. So it was, let's make uh, that clear. It's not like they crushed you. <laughs> you. You lost them on technicalities. Correct. Okay. But regardless, I recognize that as a weakness, and I am embracing fixing it. Then that's all you can do. And if right. I were you, I would try to go three for three Saturday. I, you, know, you have to go 15% lighter than last time. That is know. my ultimate goal for this Saturday is to go 100% successful lifts because I have be, not that done that yet. That would be my suggestion to you. And that would really that would make me feel great. Um, on bench, do what you want on deadlift. Oh yeah, no, I think I mean again, I've never I've never gotten my third attempt on a deadlift at a Then meet. if I were you, I would be trying to go 6 for 6. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to try to do. Um, that's me talking. Then you know, somebody out there listening might say he's an asshole. <laughs> you should give it all you got. Whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, you want to go, you don't want to, uh, I can't think of a good analogy. You don't want to sign up for a NASCAR race and crash on lap 200 out of 500, or right? No, no. You want to finish the race at finish, least. If you get that far, you do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I want, I've gotten this far. Yeah. I want to finish. Yeah. You've made, you finished your training cycle. Exactly. Last week, I'm assuming. Right. So now go in and, and do it. Um... So, just to remind the folks out there, Matty, when is this meet? It's this Saturday. It's August 5th, and it's, I think, it's like 65 hours away. I forget. Something like that. It's pretty close. It's not 72 hours. So, that's 72 hours from 8 p.m. on August 2nd. When you hear this, the listener, it'll probably be early August 3rd. Something like that. Something like that. something along those lines. If you're not interested in competing and you want to just spectate, you will see some good lifting. Please come. I think, what's the spectator's fee? Ten dollars. Ten bucks. And some of it's going to the Wounded Warrior. Yep, exactly. You're always you're always contributing to a um, charity, which We've is great. We've given away about $6,400 or something now. Wow. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's okay. It's not great, but I wish hey, more. more than I've given. Well, uh-huh. I guess I've given some because I've sent them for a few meets. Yeah, there you go. But um, it's a great cause. And, again, if you are... Even if you're a marathon runner, I guarantee you can appreciate watching somebody bench over 600 pounds. Well, we were talking about runners today with with somebody in the know about running. And if any runners are listening, a little bit of this training would help you running. And I know runners are really, uh, I don't know that they're opposed to this. They just never get this part of that, part of their uh, training done in a weight room, I don't think. Maybe I, people. I, I'm, I'm talking out of school because I don't know a lot about running. But I don't think runners do a lot of weight training. And I, I, I believe it would help. And I do know that some of the... T- I had a, a buddy of mine in college who was like a 417 mile or something. Like, he, this guy... That's moving. Smokes it, yeah. That's moving along. I want to say sub-15, 5K. That's moving right along. He really... Maybe sub-25K? I don't know. I don't know, Ronnie. But he was, in the, he was in the gym, too. He recognized that... He did weight training. He did weight oh, training. Okay. And he recognized that he wasn't trying to... Gained a lot of mass. No. He just needed. He recognized that being stronger would help him be faster. Smart. Absolutely. That guy, that's one of the few runners I've heard of. Yeah, right. and but he's also state champion. He he could have been an Olympic athlete if okay. he had not chosen to well, be an I've engineer. Been, I've been trying to get runners for years. I, I've never had a lot of success with it. But I've been trying and trying. 
So uh, any runners listening, come by, come by. Yeah, come check it out. I mean, there's some... Uh, I mean, a hip thruster. A hip thruster, reverse hyper, all of those things will help. I mean, deadlifting against bands, squatting against bands, helping accelerating fast. It's going to help you sprint faster, right? Or yes. run faster, i got to imagine. Yes. And by the way, uh, Andy Barris, who used to own the gym next door that I was telling you about. Yes. He was here today, and he confirmed that I... Th- that I had the first reverse hyper in Maine from Louie because he was there the day we met. Oh, really? Yeah, we were down in uh, Virginia. Okay. And Louie was there uh, uh, with a a, uh, a booth with his reverse hyper, and he had some lifters too. But that was before, you know, West Side was Popular. West Side before it was country was country, you know? Yeah. And then it just took off from there, but that was the first one because he remembered the whole deal. So, um, and then I, I, he said, when you get home, send me a check. I'll ship it up to you. Wow. I want to give a, a quick shout out to the guys doing the West Side vs. the World documentary. On their Kickstarter, they are about three quarters of the way towards their goal. I think they've got over $75,000 raised and for this video. They need, they need 100 grand. Oh, so they're almost there. They're hey, almost so there. They got 33 days. Again, then. Left. So again, if you get on Kickstarter and search West Side versus the World, or just go on Google and search West Side versus the World Kickstarter, you will be able to easily find that. Whether you're contributing $5 or $5,000, it goes a very long way to this underground sport of ours and provide. And what, what you're ultimately helping produce, I mean, by donating, you're helping produce a documentary that you will ultimately eventually see on Netflix, you could see it on HBO, you could see it anywhere that will explain and showcase the extremes of powerlifting. And, but still help, help bringing it to the mainstream. And that as well, exactly. So that's, that's what I, li- I like to do, is just try to keep bringing it out to the mainstream. Yes, because... You know, I love I love having more women all the time. I think it's great. More so, women, more jack dudes. You know, the powerlifting. The whole thing. Exactly. I just, I, just, I, I don't know. I like it. Absolutely. It's it, it. obviously is working. It obviously is becoming more to the mainstream. Yeah. Knock on wood. So, Maddie, um, do you? Uh, we got some sponsors. We want to. Uh, One more time, sure. We yeah. have uh, uh, Prompto Quick Oil Change, Atlantic Heating. Uh, as always, uh, the roofing specialist, James and Pam, that train here. And our new one is Ripley and Fletcher Ford, and I was wrong. They're in up in the Oxford, South Paris area. Okay. Uh, so if you need a roof, you see us Saturday. If you need a new Ford, you come talk to us on Saturday. We'll direct you. Oil change? Oil change. You come see Paul. He just left. Yep. That was uh, Paul. Or if you need plumbing and heating, you see Bill. He trains here, too. Excellent. And I just want to give everyone a reminder that next week we'll have a very special guest, Travis Dyer. Very strong dude. I don't know him that well, so th- it'll be interesting conversation. I think that's all we have, folks. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Uh, find us on SoundCloud. Find us on iTunes. When next we talk, the the uh, 2017 Maine State Push Pull will be history. We'll do a little recap. Yep. And uh, I hope I do well. <laughs> You're going to do great. All right. Well, Maddie. Yeah, thank over, you. Over and out. Thanks, Matt. All right.